Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Zetsuo no Tempest or Blast of Tempest or... Zetsuo no Tempest, the Civilization Blaster for the full true name of it's what one is, of them. It's, it, it, I mean, like, it, we know it's uh, Zetsuo no Tempest, and during the credits and everything else, it does say the Civilization Blaster. But before that, we were listening to Rick geek out about fiber optic cable and cable installation in general, and we went on a weird little tangent on potatoes and. Can they be used in various aspects? If you want to catch a part of that wider conversation, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast, a dollar a month. will get you bonus content and more. And now on to the meat and potatoes, so to speak. On to the meat and potato knife. True. Um, <laughs> Zensua no Tempest uh, came out in October 2012, ran all the way through March 2013. It's 24 episodes long. Producers for Aniplex, Densu, Square Enix, believe it or not. Uh, to name a couple, Studio of Bones is based off of a manga. And the genres are action, drama, fantasy, mystery, psychological, shonen, and dash of romance, I would even say. No slice of life. Okay. Well, I mean, th- this doesn't take a consistent approach to the slice of life genre. <laughs> Fair enough. It's, it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah, I mean, got the time traveling granddaughters and whatnot. So, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yes. So, uh, can I just say, like, my foresight on this, on what would happen on, like, the time travel, time travel aspect of it was just like disrespectful. uh, So great. So great. All right. So, the the show. You know, you take a couple of ordinary guys and you throw them in weird, unusual circumstances, and then you sprinkle in some uh, two different uh, Shakespearean stories, Hamlet and The Tempest, mix in a little bit of time travel voodoo magic in there and some alchemy, and then voila, you get you get Zensu and No Tempest. Oh, no, you're missing out a lot of stuff you got to throw in lineage you gotta throw in religion you gotta throw in i I mean versions of the antichrist you gotta throw in versions of like different mage crafts it's it's a bunch of different stuff granted done well my opinion is that it was done well um however uh yeah and and oh god i almost forgot well i didn't almost forget i almost forgot to mention it this soon i should say um the music loved it Music was great. The music was was really great, and the did you happen to notice any? Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the art style. I thought was it was different, but good in my opinion. Yes, it it wasn't typical for this kind of anime, in my opinion. However, it was tasteful, and it was done really well. It was consistent. It was high quality. I think I wasn't expecting it to be you know a masterpiece of any kind. However. 
it, it exceeded expectation. I was expecting it to be at least moderately done, given what I imagine the budget for a 12-episode anime would be. Yeah. But because it was 24, I figured the budget would at least, you know, that and a half. And it was, it was really nice. Now, did you happen to notice anything with the music? Any, any uh, not necessarily similarities, but any uh, discrepancies, let's call them? I, I felt like sometimes the music didn't really match up to the scenes that were playing. Okay. Or it just, they, or when they were playing some of the music, it just kind of made it feel like it was perf- purposefully off key in some areas to kind of create this different scenario or tension or feeling as to what was going on. Okay, so I wasn't the only one. Um, so in, in the first 12 episodes, you get a lot of story, a lot of world building, really cool stuff. Um, like this could have been a far larger story and they could have drug it out. I'm glad they didn't. But there, there was a lot of side story we didn't get. Um, not that we actually needed it, but they could have, fl- they, like, if they wanted to drag it out, they could have, and I would still probably be enthralled enough to watch it. Um, but in the first 12 episodes, the music was on another level. The animation style was crisp, clean. There was no blurring. I actually looked a few times to try to figure out if, if the higher speed uh, movements that they were doing would have been more uh, blurred. And it wasn't. It was it was nicely done. It looked like they spent much more time and effort to make the story sound as good or sound and look as good as the story um, being told. Yeah. You know, and I I was going to say one of the things that I I enjoyed about this was the the referencing and then the explanation of like Hamlet and the Tempest. Right. You were and they made it seem like it was meant to be all part of the story and they they were able to tie it really in there and and for anyone who hasn't read the tempest or read or watched the plays on hamlet or the tempest in general it's you're 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 not left unknown or or wanting information they they give you enough information so that way you can get the basis of that story so like this is what hamlet's about this is what the tempest about and then when certain things happen, this is what happens in the Tempest. Or when this happens, this is what happens in, ha- in, in Hamlet. And they break it out. So that way you can gain the knowledge of those two separate stories and how what's happening is referencing to them at the exact same time. This is weird. This is ha- well, like what kind of what happens in the Tempest. Or this is weird. This is kind of what happens in Hamlet. And then they explain why. I thought that was really nice. One of the things I noticed was that it actually followed quite closely, both Shakespearean stories. And the reason why I I keep mentioning the first 12 episodes is for a time after 12, I want to say 12 to about 17, music was actually gone. I didn't notice any any kind of accompanying music to anything. The music was still there. It just wasn't a very prominent role in those later episodes. It, it was well, it, 17 on to 21. It was, it was back in, in amazing. Yeah. Sorry. Seven to 24. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I kind of, I looked at that and I kind of saw that as why did they do that? Why was there music here? And there's no music here. The, everything in here seemed intentional. And when it came to the absence of music, the only thing I can think of was music signified hope. And the, the episodes 12 to about 17, there was about five episodes where it was just depressing. So, okay. I mean, I I can see that. I don't think the music signified hope. 
Because even when there wasn't hope or when there was something negative happening, music was still playing. And, and you can take this for, for uh, when, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Salmon? Simon? Mm-hmm. When he's doing his internal monologue. Ha! <laughs> right? being, yeah. being how it is, it's, it's like there's music playing and you have the music that goes with it. That doesn't signify hope. That just signifies internal tor- turmoil for him, right? And so, yeah, that's true. So, so for everyone that's like kind of trying to follow along, Zetsuo no Tempest uh, is it follows largely uh, Yushino, Akia, Hakaze, and Mihiro. And Mahiro and Yushio are the two main male protagonists. And Mahiro kind of goes off into the distance, disappears, trying to find out who murdered his sister, Aika. Mm-hmm. Yoshino. Uh, basically gets drug into a global, magical, global catastrophic event, unwillingly or seemingly tied by the fates, or in this case, by the Genesis tree, to mm-hmm. make it so that way he is pulled into it and is pulled along in this regard to help, quote-unquote, save the world, in the manner of speaking. Save and the cheerleader. Save the world. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> And Hakaze is is supposed to be the she's the princess she's the Genesis tree chosen one so to speak and and is magnificent and then you're also told about the mage of Exodus which is the Exodus tree which is supposed to destroy the Genesis tree and so where, that that's that's where I got the duality of like the Antichrist and religion and whatnot right. Because it also kind of, they also reference it too at the same time. They say you have the tree of life, you have Yggdrasil, you have all these other ones, and and they they kind of tie it in and they tie it into uh, alchemy at the same time. So they they reference everything, basically kind of going back to like this is what these trees are actually is all these phenomena, all these other things, everything else is this. It's this one thing that happens, and I like how they tried explaining it but at the same time letting your imagination kind of run with it like like the origin of the tree it's like why was it there why is it still here why hasn't this happened or what's the deal with this or they explain how like hakaze uses magic well you can only use mad only certain people can use magic and this is the only way you can use magic and you have to be able to do this with the magic you know aliens <laughs> which is which is one of the, one of the explanations for it. One of the theories, yeah. Yeah, theories. And and they never um, say I like that they never definitively state that it was that. Yeah, they, it could have been aliens, it could have been a, a few different things. And what I found really nice is if you take a look at human history, we have not just human history, the world's history. We have event or uh, um events in our past that are extinction level events. And they play into that pretty hard here. They do. They're like, this happened. And every time we fail a test, we're, we we leave a little hint for the next time we try. I mean, it gives hope that there will be a next time to try, you know? Yeah, but the overall story ha- doesn't really have to do with that either. It's it's largely just, if you know anything about Hamlet and the Tempest, it's a revenge story. Like, through and through, oh, yeah. for, for at both- least Mahiro... It is 100% a revenge story. And it's just, how is that revenge story going to play out, though? 
so Aika, who was uh, Mahiro's sister, you find out pretty early on, I want to say, that Aika was also secretly dating Yoshino, Mahiro's friend. And it's not that they were friends because they hit everything off. They're actually very polar opposite. It's just they happened to have very... (laughs) They were forced. Yeah, they, they were forced, and it just, like, kind of worked out that way that they continued to be friends in the long run and they just happened to be suited for hanging out with each other because they're both dirtbags in a sense, in a matter of speaking, in some fashion. And they both... That's actually a really good way to put it. I, I, I mean, because Yoshino, at first he comes off as a, I'm a, you know, I'm a very nice and caring guy or this and that and blah, 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 blah. But then he will turn around and like for a Mahiro when you're getting the story about how they met Yoshino was taken to the school because of, you know, or taken to the hospital because Mahiro was injured and Yoshino went and did the research and he found out why he was injured. It wasn't an accident. It was almost murdered and everything like that. So they tried murdering him because of whatever reason. And then it was was revenge on dad. Right. And then at the same time, Mahiro, because he forced Yoshino to basically do that for him, Yoshino writes a fake story saying, oh, the reason why Mahiro was actually injured is because he dove <laughs> in the way, saving a puppy and all this, just like creating this whole story behind it. And everyone started wanting to hang out with him, be his friend, talk to him and everything like that. And he's like, why are you hanging? I don't want anything to do with you people. Leave me alone. <laughs> and Yoshino's like, there you go, turd. Deal with that. <laughs> yeah, it was a very evil. I don't want to hang out with you, so I'm going to get a bunch of other people to think you did a good job, and they're going to hang out with you instead of me. Yeah, and it's just a constant progression for the story. And now, at episode six, and I remember this because it was the Paradox of Skulls, and I remember watching it right after that. I said, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell Rick right now. I'm going to message him. I'm going to call this. I'm going to call it out. It's like, Time travel, time time travel, talking, time travel, just like in general, I'm like time travel. It's going to be here. It's going to be dealing with this and everything like that. Because in episode six, they're talking to Hakaze and she goes, go see the uh, Junichiro, Junichiro. Yep. Okay. And when they go see him, he says, yes, Hakaze is dead. Well, how, how do you know she's dead? I identified the body. It's the bones. It's like. We don't know, and and when they're explaining it, they go, we don't know what animal did this, but it's just the bones that were left. It was right there next to the barrel. It's, well, it only had been a couple of years. There's no way in hell anything like that could have happened. Time travel. It's got to be time travel. Somehow, some way, there's time travel in this. Just talking to the past or something like that. I remember seeing some movies that toyed with this idea. It's going to be that. Lo and behold. Lo and behold. Crap. That's what I call it. I was right. I was so right. I was so, so right. That's why it's oh, crap. But I couldn't. I, I, the level of rightness I was wasn't even there because they went a step further for the time traveling stuff. They did it more than once. They did it more than once. <laughs> uh, they went forward and back and forward and back. A couple of times. Yeah. No, you were right. You, you called it and it annoys the crap out of me because... I was watching it, and by five, I'm like, no, here's, here's what happens. It's not time travel. It, it's, it's that they got a doppelganger. They, 
have alchemy, so they just made a skeleton that, that mirrored her stuff somehow. And it's just a story. It's a story they concocted so that no, people would stop looking. And I was wrong. I was very wrong. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? They even toyed with that. They even toyed with like, no, this is really not her. This is, um, you know, a fake. These are fake skulls. This is fake bones or anything like that. They even toyed with that. Like uh, Yoshino, uh, Yoshino specifically said, hey, how long were you in the barrel? How long does this actually go on? How long have been everything else? And the other reason why I, I thought that is because she even, uh, Hakaze even realized it's like four months after I sent that bottle out there for someone to find it. It's like a little sus. A little, little doesn't quite cover it. A little <laughs> doesn't quite cover it on a rant. I mean, random island, a little bottle of, within four months washing up on the shore of Japan. That's a little sus. Beyond well, comparison. See- thing that i don't get is if time travel is an option right and time travel was something that they're toying with at the very least they're toying with it right right is it possible that she went back in time and then was like he's at the beach throw it now that kind of thing true however 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 we know why that wasn't a thing yeah okay i don't like the I, i i dislike the reason for it sir I mean, I agree that it is a thing, but I just like the reason for it. So it's like time travel is a thing. Yes. You know, whatever. But you're talking to the past and they specifically say, hey, we're talking to the you're talking to the past. The original one isn't there. It's been destroyed. So it just traveled through time to find a corresponding one. That's magic for you. Yeah, it'll work. That works. All right, cool. And then the explanation as to why the bones were there. Even better. What was that? I have to have something to catalyst. Well, what's a better catalyst than your bones? Yeah. I will teleport think- everything but my bones to that spot. That works. Yeah. That works. All my flesh, all the other stuff, uh, you know, that, that stuff can come with me, but the bones, I have to rip my, my flesh from the bones in this process. I can't imagine how painful that could potentially be, you know? Uh, it's not but painful, I- sir, because it's magic. Well, you know, you endure for the power of love right and i'm um, speaking of love i am glad that they explained why akaze was falling in love or fell in love with yoshino yoshino and why is that sir it's because he cares you don't like my explanation no no i don't right. not even Did- a little bit oh okay well she was when they were talking about the time travel and, and everything like that. And she was completely depressed because she found out that she was actually dead and that they were talking to a past version to her in the past. And they're in the future. Right. They, yeah. they do talk about that. Of course. They she do. was completely depressed, gave up. She had no hope. She was in despair and her knight in shining armor. Yoshino said, we can't give up. There's obviously a there's obviously a way to save you because if there if all hell goes everything goes to hell right everything goes to hell they had to have a way to be able to save you they had to have a way for for you to be able to come here and save everyone and that broke her out of her despair gave her the hope she was looking for it gave her the reason to keep going on yes yeah Yeah, I mean. It, it was a powerful scene. Don't get me wrong. It was very well done. But when you criticize it, a bunch of holes start to fall into 
the reasoning behind this. Uh, the the reasoning behind time traveling and talking mm-hmm. to the past and uh, you you mean to tell me hold, hold 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 up sir we have some plot time traveling armor going on here I'm just saying I mean that are that, are we so- taking time travel by leaving your bones with magical means going to the future as a as a plot hole sir so I got a question. <laughs> <laughs> not to change the topic. I'm, I'm not changing the topic. I promise. It, it's with with this. You know how your your muscles are attached to your bones in some fashion, your ligaments and stuff like that. Yes. If you, unless you do a, a straight up swap, right? Which I don't think they did because it looked like when she did a uh, the time travel, it looked like her 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 muscles were growing or being attached to the bones, right? magically transported sir you have to understand this isn't just normal time travel this isn't surgical time travel where like someone's going in there cutting her up and then going into the future and putting her together no it's magic you have to understand sir you have to take the reason and throw that out and go magic how does this happen magic i can move at lightning fast speed magic i can prevent bullets from hitting me in the face almost point blank range magic magic i can do all this through the power of magic i want to fly magic i want to be invisible magic i want to save the world magic that's the thing it's magic sir magic is the answer Uh, because i have a question how do you get your brain inside the skull without reconstructing that stuff you know well you have a hole at the base of your skull that your spine taps into so i mean there's there's that yeah but so you're saying you just want to mash it all up in there, shake it around, and it'll take on its original form? I mean, technically, that that is a possibility. <laughs> it is a possibility. It's also a possibility that you put a monkey in front of a, a, a typewriter, and eventually he'll, come up, he'll, he'll type out the entirety of Hamlet's The Tempest. All right, sir. It's a possibility. Not likely in my lifetime, your lifetime, their lifetime. In all the evolutionary history of everything, it, it, it's unlikely to happen. However, if you were to future-proof it, eventually it, it could happen. Uh, old Jeb in our uh, chat says, she's a Terminator. He and- also says, you're making magic sound like a drug. and <laughs> It's addictive. It it's is. very addictive. It, you know, it, it, it's, it's- it's, I feel like I'm scratching my neck here going, you got some of that magic? You know, it, it, it sounds like it's a street name for something. Well, I mean, when you're walking around with so much bling on you, so that way you can use magic at any point in time. Oh, God. I mean. Oh, no, 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 no. I just had a flashback, and I think you're going to appreciate this. Yes. Back, I want to say 2000, and I was not old enough to drive yet. So 2003, 2002, something like that. Maybe even 2001. I was in high school. Um, I went to a Catholic convention in San Diego at the convention center. And I was given the most money I'd ever seen in one time that I had access to to spend however I wanted. It was like 45 bucks. And I was told, it's yours. Buy food. Whatever you need. And me and my sister went and we went to a jewel shop. For 50 cents, we got a a cross. Now, this place had hundreds of crosses. Just chains, jewelry, bling, the nines. We spent all $45 there each. And we were walking around looking like we had 
14 pounds of just fake metal on us. Right. Now, when you said you blinged out with all these artifacts, I'm thinking, and I just got that image in my head of me looking in the mirror with my sister, just blinged out, like weighing ourselves down. Now, because in here, technically, the Tree of Genesis is a religious artifact, and the reason these people are able to use magic is because religious artifacts. No. Well, how do you... So, the magic, right? You have to sacrifice technology of some kind? Any kind. Any kind, yeah. So, a knife was forged. That's a technology. These necklaces were forged. Technology. Yeah, but <laughs> they, they're they imbuing power on them. And they're I'm tur- saying. turning them into artifacts. All I'm saying is I can't get that image out of my head of looking like that. And then you said blinged out. And I'm like, could you imagine how much power I could have had if that was an actual thing? Right, right, right. I, I could have been ruler of the world. I could have. No, you could have. Like they they only have finite use. You have to remember yeah, that they, too. They would break 100%. But that's why you got 14 pounds of necklaces on you. Rings, everything else. <laughs> There's like 90 of them. Yeah. Oh, God. I would, I knowing my luck, I'd be the story of Icarus. I would get high enough in the sky that the chains would eventually break to the last one. And I go, oh, I should probably, oh, I'm falling. Right. I'm falling now. <laughs> so, but that, that's the image when, when you're like, you'll just bling out with a bunch of jewelry. That's the image I had in my head. And I just, it, yeah, I can't get it out, out of my head now. Well, blinging <laughs> out, everything like that. That's, yeah. yeah. It's up to you, man. I mean, like, hey. You know, you're more more than welcome to bling yourself out. Well, you know, I try. I, no, uh, so Ojeb says, magic artifacts, does this turn into Aphorito at some point? It does not, but I think in a good way it doesn't, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's so, for for the magical artifacts uh, to kind of round it back in, right? They imbue, the, imbue magic, so they sacrifice technology yeah. and put their magic into it. And so that way they can then use it at a later date when they're like on a stranded on an island where there is no human man-made technology per se. Like a battery. Yes. Well, so the way the way that they did it was the tree of Genesis, in order to use the magic, you had to sacrifice a certain kind of technology. So in that, again, knife, any kind of anything that was technologically made could be sacrificed to the tree in exchange for magic. It's more full metal alchemist than it would be after what at this point i think right yes yes and yes. so like a, so a, a, a missile of some kind would allow you to fly three thousand miles you, know, you you sacrifice enough technology to supplement your your um whatever else you want you take the, the the knowledge that it took for that and the energy it took for that and convert that to whatever you wanted now what's really interesting here is the princess that we keep referring to um I forget what her name is. It starts with an H. Hakaze. Yes, Hakaze. She was essentially the the tree of Genesis's avatar. Like she was a representative, which means she had far more power given for for so, so if if Jack here was the avatar and I wasn't, we could sacrifice the exact same thing. Um, be it a tongue piercing, let's call it. I sacrifice my tongue piercing, I'd be able to heal my my broken toe. You sacrifice the tongue ring, and all of a sudden, you can raise a graveyard kind of thing. It couldn't raise the dead in this anime. Obviously. Yeah, that, well, here's the, here's the great thing, right? It's, they, they go into more detail about the type of magic, right? 
specifically, it's used for healing, speed, and defense, not for attacking. Uh, yeah, there was limitation. Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up like a tongue ring. She didn't have. I don't know if it was just like a tongue ring, actual tongue ring, or tongue stud that they showed, or just like a little piece of metal that she just randomly had in her mouth. To it was a random case. piece of metal. It, it was okay. not a tongue piercing of any kind. It was okay. just um, something that was forged. Right, and with the magic that she already had imbued into it, she took out a mountain, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know how people are like in in. <laughs> In Dragon Ball, for instance, the Kamehameha Wave takes out a mountain range and leaves a half-moon-style uh, crater in, in its wake, and you, you see just what's left, where the mountain is just like perfect sphere been taken out of it. Same yeah. thing in this particular instance, except there's no beam. It's just a sphere around here of nothingness. Right. And what's interesting, too, is that she could actually manipulate like a defense sphere into actually attacking and, and hitting. So it would have tentacles and it would go smack people around and everything like that. Whereas if everyone else yeah. really couldn't do that. Well, basically with the way that they explained it, yeah, she was able to manipulate it far more than other people. But basically they said, I have, have you, mm, have you ever played the game destiny? I think, yes. yeah, yeah, we have. You remember um, the Titan that could create a shield and then shield bash? Yes. Same thing. Yeah. You could have a spear, a spear guy, for instance, created a shield in front of his spear, and just smack the crap out of you with it. However, this isn't quite the same thing. Not even close. She could stand there. She doesn't have to move around with the shield and everyone oh, yeah, can yeah. do that. Everyone was able to do that, including, uh, uh, Natsu, uh, Natsu Mura, who did the same thing with his shield, created a shield basically at the end of a spear mm. and he was able to crush or smash anything for her. Yeah. She could sit there and tentacles were coming out. And just coming around, flailing around, looking like an amoeba type thing, coming around, smacking things yeah. around. Uh, well, but I don't sounds... think we ever stated why, real quick, why Mahiro went out on his quest for revenge, did we? I mean, I was getting to it. I didn't want to just, you know, spoiler warning. Or not even spoiler warning, just a good <laughs> chunk of, of why everything is happening. Well, you know? it's not even a spoiler warning, right? Why he went out on the revenge. Yoshino dating the sister and, and everything happening basically all happened because Aika was murdered and Aika's the sister and the girlfriend. Yeah. Because Mahiro was not happy with the answer. And so he wanted to find out who murdered his sister and yeah. sets him on this quest for revenge. And a majority of what actually happens in the show, a majority of what happens are really find interesting that revolves around revenge oh hard we so they they keep referencing hamlet and shakespeare and stuff like that and it is i originally thought it was just a really fanciful albeit really well done retelling and to to a certain extent it is you know mm -hmm. um and i liked how because they kept quoting hamlet they kept quoting a bunch of stuff they kept doing super similarities like oh I recognize fourth wall break in a way that this is happening and this is identical to this. This is, this does that, this does this, this does that. And I'm glad it diverges from that eventually. Um, not, not enough to where it, the comparisons go away, you know? Yeah. But I feel like at first up until I want to say the last three episodes, it could have gone either way. It could have gone a, a tragedy, tragedy like Hamlet, 
or it could have been a comedy tragedy like The Tempest. And the difference between the two, as it's stated in this show, is Hamlet, it's a tragedy tragedy. Everyone is sad and everyone dies, essentially. Whereas in The Tempest, a lot of the same things happen, but in the end, they're not dead and they're not sad. Everything comes to a positive resolution. And in here, one of... I lost her name. Aze? No. The sister. Sister Aika? Aika. I'm really bad with names. Yes. She keeps referring to, I don't want this to be a tragedy tragedy. I want this to do this. I want this to be happier. I want people to forgive. Sorry. And she does many things to get to this ending. And what we thought was really, well, I I, I know I thought this. I I assume you did the same because you and I sometimes think similarly, even though you usually rate the videos wrong. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, You're funny. (laughs) Let's let's, uh, backtrack this here a little bit, (laughs) sir. (laughs) But the, the Tree of Genesis and the Avatar for the Tree of Genesis makes things happen in favor of the outcome that the the avatar wants for and it goes back it's like 4d chess it goes back super far like for instance in order to save her the sister was killed and the brother was put on the the revenge rampage and that's how that communication happened years before any of this was actually you know a thing and it led everyone on the path to meet everyone it's like if you saw True. If you were weaving a, a, a rug of some kind and you're like, I want this pattern. Well, you know, I want the pattern to show up three quarters of the way down. Well, you've got to start that at the first quarter of the rug in order to, to facilitate that pattern that you want. And it, 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 it's really cool in the way that the tree, let's call it, supposedly facilitates that. And it does it in some backwards ways that just make things far too coincidental. However, there is one thing that that they do state uh, that you're kind of dancing around. This mage of Exodus can't be controlled or factored in. In fact, the they live tree, outside. Yeah, tree of Genesis has no bearing on it and can only react to what is happening as a result of the actions by uh, the sage or mage of Exodus. I mean, that those were their exact yeah, no, words. You- you you have a point. Yes, you are correct. They they did expressly say that. Um, but they didn't. It, it depends. It highly depends, in my opinion, which isn't following what the show expressly said. Um, I feel like the the Mage of Exodus actually have the ability to see what the future potential could be, because it was stated that at ten years old. She knew everything about um, the the true um, character of people. Now, you know, granted, you said she. We're not finding yes. out who she is and who the she is until much later on in the series. I want to say probably around twenty three. No, twenty twenty one. Episode twenty one for for it because. The Mage of Exodus didn't actually come into existence, or the one that they know, till probably about or awaken until probably about a year, maybe two beforehand. Fair. And that would be uh, Megumu, who okay, yeah, really doesn't seem like the Mage of or 
yeah, Mage of Exodus or anything like that. It makes it so that way they are kind of a little lackluster, I want to say. Granted, there there is growth, there is development for him, but how he's introduced is just kind of like, uh, I don't like you. I didn't like him at all. I felt that he was too whiny, too... Uh, granted, I, he did have phenomenal character growth, but it was just frustrating. And because I think that was the point, though. I think that was the point, because... You, you think he you, was meant to be immature? Meant to be immature, meant to be annoying, meant to be everything like that, because he is, and they stated this several times, he is not, he does not have the heart of the Mage of Exodus. And so after, after uh, Hakaze is brought back from, from the past, brought to the future, everything like that, um, you have Yoshino, who everyone starts suspecting that he is the Mage of Exodus, or he at least has the heart. So the Mage of Exodus got split into two. You have someone with the power and someone with the heart, and they are able to identify and deduce like everything that's going on, everything that happened just certainly doesn't seem like he, he has the heart or he's able to truly be controlled by the tree of Genesis. This seems more like a tree of Exodus type thing and how he talks, how he acts, everything having to do with it. Just, Hey, you know, there's all this going on. And, but then you have Megumu who is the mage of Exodus who has the power Total, total opposite. Doesn't want to hurt a fly. Whereas of Yoshino, he's like, I'll, I'll do what I can to make, sh- make sure and things end in the way I prefer. I'm yeah, not- no, it's crazy. He has very little reaction to holding a gun, pointing a gun at somebody, using underhanded tactics. He's incredibly good at hiding his true feelings. And it, it's, granted, it's the way he was written. At the same time, it's sociopathic. And they do touch on that. So. While all this is going on, and you know, which is why Hakaze basically she's falling in love with him because he only has eyes for Aika, only cares about her, everything like that. And she's dead. No one knows who that he was Aika's boyfriend boyfriend, right? That that she and him were dating. No one knows about it. In fact, only uh Yama uh Yamamoto is the only person that actually does. The unemployed girl? Yeah. Fraulein? Yeah, Fraulein. Um, I mean, until episode like 17, 18, and then it's revealed and everyone's pissed off about it for an episode. Well, it's not that everyone's pissed off about it. Everyone's like kind of shocked or or dumbfounded because what they do is they're looking at it, right? They're like, mm-hmm. my hero. He's obviously, he, he ha- he's out for revenge. He doesn't care about anything. The whole world, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And then they go, it's also weird that Yoshino had the exact same reaction. Like, oh, people around me are dying. All this is happening. Catastrophic events are happening. Everything like that. And he's just totally dead to the world in that regard. Doesn't care. It's not worried about it. Not concerned or anything. And then it takes Megumu to say, uh, it seems like he was already dating uh, Aika. And everyone was <laughs> worried about Hakaze falling deeper in love with Yoshino. Because of one, his commitment to his girlfriend and the fact that he doesn't have eyes really for anyone else until a certain point and just causes her to fall for him more and more because of that, because of his personality. And then she pushes she's like, I have I, I can't help it. I love you and everything like that. And this is going to happen. And so he drops the bombshell of, yeah, you, 
Genesis tree is not going to kill her because she's already dead. Yeah. And then that, um, you know, mic drop next week's episode is, and you're like, what? Yeah. What's great is the, how they drew him after that. It's like, how do you not care? It's just like total psychopath on his face. He's like, yeah, I had to act like nothing happened. I had to do this. I was told this when I was getting ready for a date, I was told, by the way, your girlfriend, she did. Yeah. And because it was a secret, he was like, I can't tell my best friend who is mourning the loss of his sister that I was dating her behind his back and I was not allowed to mourn because yeah. it was a secret that we would we we knew would upset him beyond belief anything. And now now that it's beyond now now the situation has resulted into this happening if i was to let him know now he'd lose it completely yeah and exactly. i'd lose my friend and it just i had to suffer in silence i had to close everything off and his eyes the way they drew him were just it, it, it was the way you would draw an, a character that has lost all hope and just empty inside a shell of a person and, and it it what's great is because of that little piece of information it's like yeah it's a bomb drop for us but it's like the entire drive. It's an entire driving force for Mahiro who killed his sister and this, all this other stuff. And he's like, I kind of feel like she was dating someone. I want to know who she was dating type of feel too. Right. Cause they could be suspect. They totally could be oh, yeah. a suspect. And when you're trying to find out or figure out everything that's going on, everything that's happening. And he's trying to like stall for time. And Mahiro is like, Hey, I don't care who it is. I just want someone who's, uh, who, to bring me my my sister's killer so that way I can kill him. I'll go to whatever side, and it's like, hey, you know what? I don't care about Hakaze because Salmon, he's going to be able to give me all this information. Changes everything. Changes the dynamic. Changes the flow. Just throws everything out, out the window and causes great turmoil when Yoshino says to Mahiro, I'll tell you who your sister's boyfriend was. Like, well, now wait one minute. <laughs> let's, uh, let's, uh, Let's 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 figure something out here. You'll tell me you who ha- she was dating. You're gonna tell me who my sister was dating. You know, you know, and you've been you yeah. kept this from me. How do you know? You yeah. have to have proof. It's like obviously you have proof because you wouldn't throw that shit out there for no reason. Yeah, it was one of those. You had my attention, but now you have my interest. Exactly. Moments, you know. And then Salmon's reaction is like, "What? Who the hell is Ika? Who? What the hell's going on? <laughs> Just the very mention." Boyfriend, all shit broke loose. All hell broke loose. The whole dynamic changed. All this power that I had, totally out the window, totally gone. gone. By the mere mention of who the boy, who I, I know who the boyfriend is, and I'd be happy to tell you if you come back over on the side if we do this one thing. You got yourself a deal, sir. You got yourself a deal. The plot boyfriend well, thickens. Right. <laughs> now, did you happen to notice anything interesting about the power dynamic between? Genesis and Exodus. Like how the magic's used? Well, kind of, but more power. The 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 strength of it. Well, they do explain that. Well they they, they explain I, the power dynamic. Explain, because I, I Okay, I, so I think I understand, but I, I also have a theory. So Genesis what is told, and when we're told who the true mage of Exodus was, says specifically states. While she was fighting Hakaze, states that Hakaze is gaining power by 
sacrificing technology to the Genesis tree and Genesis tree is allowing them to use the magic in conjunction while, and the reason why the mage of Exodus doesn't have to do sacrifices is because they draw on the power directly from the Genesis tree itself. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what, that's what they said. No, you're right. You're right. You are a hundred percent right. They did say that. It's also why that they also, the mage of Exodus is the only mage that can use offensive or attack magic. So blades, swords, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas of the mages of Genesis, they can't. They are meant to heal and, and protect, so to speak. They're not meant to attack. Yeah, they're supposed to give up. So that's actually one of the reasons why the gun was such a really, uh, such a strong artifact, because it was a weapon that, if you were to sacrifice the weapon, you're actually sacrificing offensive things to the tree. Mm-hmm. But so when the two mages were fighting, when the mage of Exodus and the mage of Genesis were fighting, um, the mage of Exodus became stronger, the more the magic was sacrificed. So yes. I assumed, and this is where, this is where I was coming in with it. I thought the more magic used allowed the more magic to be used. Like, if you the more items you sacrifice to the tree made the tree stronger, and because there was only one mage for the tree and only one mage of Exodus, they had access to all the power. Very similar to Sith and Jedi. There's equal amounts of the Force, but the Jedi are numerous, so everyone was drawing from the power of the Force. Whereas the Sith only they had the rule of two. They were much fewer, so they had more access to the same. They had they had greater access to the same amount of the Force. It was explained in 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 canon a while ago why there are always seem to be really powerful Sith versus really powerful Jedi. Right. So, but that all that is actually explained, and she also says that specifically too. So, the more magic you sacrifice, the more magic you create, the more all this because you're having to sacrifice all this to be able to use it. I can draw it directly from the from the tree of Genesis. And so the more you sacrifice, the more you use, the more power it's going to put out and the more power that I'll be able to use, which is going to constantly make me stronger. And she, she does specifically state, I will always be stronger than you because the more you use, the stronger I become. Well, I was thinking that, so I was thinking that it wasn't just the, the Genesis mage that was sacrificing. It was her whole clan that was sacrificing stuff, which is why I was like, one person would be way stronger than a group of people because everyone's sacrificing to gain power. Whereas she would had access to all those sacrifices. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, I got, so I gotcha. I mean that that's, that's where I was coming with it. And it was, it was interesting and I thought it was kind of funny, kind of badass that after the mage of Exodus was uh, restrained and they go, you know, you know why the tree can't hold me. And then they mentioned they, they, they referenced the whole, I'm stronger than you because I pull directly from the tree. Yeah. And it was like, they said something along the lines of, you can't hold me because it was designed that way. I'll always be stronger than you. Yeah. And then just effortlessly dismantles all restraint. Yeah. Which um, is, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that they did that. Right. I am mm-hmm. glad that they were able to explain it. I'm glad that they were able to tie it all in together and the reason why we are being elusive about who the Mage of Exodus is is because we actually want you to watch it. We want you to watch it. We want you to 
find out for yourself and see if you could come to the conclusion and see if you can figure out who the true mage of Exodus is in general. It probably is who you think it is. At the same time, it's not. Yes. I realize that sounds very confusing, but I thought, I thought correctly who the mage was, um, like episode eight. And then I thought I was wrong and it went a whole other direction. I'm like, wait a second. And I was right originally. Yep. Okay. Now, did they ever tell you why there was only one mage ever? Like why there couldn't be multiple mages? I don't remember that part. I, I didn't think they mentioned it. I don't think, I, I think they lightly touched on it, but it was kind of like irrelevant of the matter. Fair enough. You know, I mean, Fair enough. because they, they said that there's only ever one, but there's a backup just in case. And, well, the way that, and they also that, said that they never get old. So it always, it always passes on before, after a certain point anyways. Yeah. Well, I always imagined that instead of having a backup, it's, um, <laughs> have you ever seen Supernatural, the show on, I think, WB originally? No. Um, well, okay. So in that show, if you get far enough into the seasons, they've got oracles that are able to read the word of God. And when one died, they've got a list of like 900 to 1,000. It's an infinite list. And all the angels know the list. So that if the person who's activated dies, it immediately goes to the second person. If they die, it goes to the third. It goes to the fourth. So there's always someone who, in this particular case, could be a mage. There's a list of, of possible candidates. That's, how it, that's what I got out of it. Well, that that's... If one dies, it activates the second. There's no backup. There's just a list of candidates. Her specific words were, they were a backup just in case. She specifically, okay. <laughs> she specifically, she, she go, because she's, she's like, hey, all this happened should never have happened. Should not have even been a remote possibility, but it happened, which is why you just have a backup just in case. Okay. Just, 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 just in case. I mean. Oh, when, when did she become a, a, a 10, right? What happened to the previous one? No, she, she mastered it at the age of 10. I'm assuming that she was oh. probably chosen beforehand. And again, it's specifically stated that um, after a certain period of time, after a certain time, it goes on to the next one because they're too old. Wait a second. So how torturous is that? How absolutely dirty is that? That you grew up with arguably unlimited power, unrivaled power. And then because you got too old, it goes away. You got to go through life knowing that you had the power to literally shape the world. Literally anything you wanted flight that everyone that I know wants. I want to be like a bird. I want to be able to fly. They could. I want to be able to do this. They could. I wanted anything that their little heart desired was in the palm of their hand. But if they get too old, and I'm not talking like 60, 65, I'm talking 21, 22 when they finally get their life together. When they die, or when, when they, they lose the ability to do well, whatever they want. Well, 2021 is still relatively young, and, and you have to also understand it's, it's not that they don't know that it's going to be uh, taken away. They know it'll be taken away. And she says, she's like, mm -hmm we're inherited inherited with the knowledge of the world knowledge of truth we know it we know what's happened we know what will happen based on these certain circumstances it's not that mm -hmm. i can see the future i'm gonna go play the lottery and i'm gonna be set for life it's more so 
these are the the specific events that will transpire and this is the knowledge that transpires on and i know mm-hmm. that if a happens b will happen if i know c yes. happens a will happen or this and that so yeah but could you imagine having all of that power knowing it's going to go away and then by the time you have i don't by the time you're jaded enough to be able to be like i think i can just figure it out eventually yeah you no longer have that power. And then the rest of your life, you're like, what could I, it's like, I was once this thing. I'll never be it again. And then just the depression that will sit in knowing you had all that power, just gone. True. True, 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 true. So yeah, no, I just, uh, existential, ex, existential, how do you say existential, existential crisis. Just right there. Painful. Just painful. Yep. And they do that. To, to many people, generation after generation. How do you not have crippling depression? You could be able to like, I know why he's sad. I know why she's sad. I know why they're sad. Because they had power and they don't have it anymore. They it's better to love than it never it's better to love and lost than never to have loved at all. I don't know about that. I mean you don't know what you don't have until you uh, if if you never had it, you know? True. Fair enough. Fair enough. Can't miss what you never had. Yeah. All right. Mm. So I think that's a great spot kind of going to a rating. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Can't miss the rating if you never give it one. Exactly. Uh, so <laughs> on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would you rate this? It had a beginning. It had a middle. It had an end. It was a completed story, in my opinion. Uh, music played a really important part in the beginning and at the end. And in the middle, I think it's absence or, or the absence of notable music was important. And it had a wide cast. It had amazing visuals and compelling story. I, I don't think I'd watched again. I think once was enough. There was a lot of information, a lot of convolution that went into it. Um, I'd recommend it to people, but I don't think I'd watch it again because I, I once was enough. It was memorable enough that once was enough. You know what I mean? No, I got you. So gotcha. I'm going to give it an eight. All right. No, no, no. I'm going to give it a nine. Ooh. It, it was it was really good it was really well done it left no answers or it left no questions i wanted answered unanswered you know and i feel like the way they did this was it was tasteful it was good i just i would not it would not be within my top 20 you know and as far as emotions go it was a roller coaster it was it it, it made me tear up it didn't make me cry but it made me question if it was a slice of life or not so yeah, solid nine. I'm okay. giving it a nine. Okay, all right. Uh, a weak nine, but still a nine. Sorry, still a nine. Hey, it's okay. I'll take it. I'll take. I'll <laughs> take. I'll take the. Ra- I, I'm going. I'm going eight. Really? I'm going eight. Just one lower. It's not that bad. Just one lower. I can't. So go you, you? Why? I, what, I, what, I, I was I, waiting for for you to, to tell me <laughs> tell me some some earth shattering thing. Go, oh, no, no, go, no. Go, 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 go ahead. By all means, well, no, I'm very force curious. me, I, force me to change, change my. Well, okay, I could not stand homeboy's hair, Yoshino's hair, how it was ah, done. I get it. I know why it was done. I get it. Okay. Also, at the same time, like how I get it, young love. It's for the story. Everything like that. But bro, dude, you weren't even dating a year. I don't think, and the grip she had on him was just. Like mind boggling, like oh, the whole world's going to crap. I lost my one true love. Ugh. Screw the world. All right, bro. 
You got to you got to calm down Hamlet, a little bit, man. It, it don't it's matter, Hamlet. dude. It don't in Hamlet. You don't have the entire world at stake, and you're sitting there going, "I love her." You know what? You know what? Here, I'll 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 give you this. Hamlet was very quickly paced for very young people, right? Well, no, it wasn't quickly paced for very young no, no, no. people. It was no, no, no. it was I mean quickly is... paced because you had people in the early 1600s sitting there watching that stuff on a play. So no, no, I don't mean quickly paced as far as the duration. I meant the timeline because you got to figure these these stories are taking place over the course of maybe a month, maybe a month. These these plays, Romeo and Juliet. I swear, Look, I read somewhere that that was like I'm, a weekend. I'm waiting for you. I'm just saying, you, it's a classic retelling. It's a classic retelling. And as far as earth shattering goes, the damn tree created earthquakes. I don't know if have, that can be earth shattering or not. All right. The damn tree, when it was growing, destroyed buildings, earthquakes, trains, planes, automobiles. Yeah. I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for you I mean, to I just did. If, if if i can't convince you with what i just said then I, oh, you know, that, I, that convinced I, me of nothing it's like, what, what what are you trying to convince me of trying to convince me to go lower i mean oh 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 you want to hurt me you want to hurt me now you i didn't realize to... this is a tragedy tragedy look look Damn. hang on it's like the, you know the hamlet had a faster pace and this is why we didn't have to worry about the pace. i'm not i didn't care about the pacing i didn't wasn't a fan of it but that's not a factory I'm just saying he fell in love hard and, and fast because they didn't have a lot of time for the story. You couldn't be like, you know, I so, met so her hang and on, hang on. A year hang later on. we did this hang and then a year later on. we did that. So what you're on. saying, the reason why they made him fall head over heels, madly in love, earth shattering love with her mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they wanted to help accelerate the story as fast as possible. No, I got a better one for you. I got a better one for because you. Because that's what she you was were saying. No, no, I got a better one. I, I, I did say that, but I now have a better, better one. So you know how the tree okay. of Genesis. Yep. So you know how the tree of Genesis had the ability to to influence uh, fate, essentially, right? So what you're saying is the tree the of tree Genesis. Willed it. The tree, the tree willed, willed it. it. And that's, the yeah. The, okay. the, the, because you know, the tree wanted it, the tree the did tree, it. And that's on. why. No, if the tree truly wanted it, the tree would have wanted him to want Hakaze. That's what the tree would have wanted. I mean, strength, <laughs> strength through, strength through turmoil. You know. Okay. All right. I'm still sticking with an eight then. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, look, look, look. Okay. Aside from that, aside from the hair, aside from 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 all of that, it was a good story. It was a decent story. And while I understand, uh. Megamoo, 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 Bugaboo, Me Megamine, <laughs> Megamoo. Think of the exploding girl from our one of her favorite shows, right? Megamoo. Um, I understand, even though he was written that way, even though I understand that he is that way on purpose, does not mean I had to enjoy it. And I found him to be very aggravating all the way through, even with his character development, even with his character growth. I found him to I be mean, very annoying, very aggravating. I understand that's how he was written. But I mean, I get it. But at the same time, he was supposed to be that way. He was supposed to be frustrating. He was no, supposed I, to be... I that that's why I said I understand he was written that way. I I did not. He was like the. I got I got nothing to defend him. I I I didn't like him. Like they they could have written him better. So so that way he was still like 
oh, I'm weak, or he doesn't seem like the type of person that is. Instead, they went with a whiny, complainy character who literally is doing everything in his power to get back with the girl who dumped him. What you're telling me is he's Hercule without the comedy relief. Sure. He's Hercule from DBZ without the comedy relief. It is. It is what it is. (sighs) Yeah. So old Jeb actually uh, has a good, uh, (laughs) a good point. He says, don't forget that Konosuba, all of it will be played for our patrons on Wednesday. True enough. Um, well, I guess that's our cue to, to wrap things up then. I believe so. All right, sir. Well, uh, thank you, CJ from discord, uh, for this wonderful recommendation. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, if you want to hang out with us, uh, talk with us, everything like that, we do have patron exclusive video streams in our patron chat, starting at the dollar level. You can get access to all this bonus content and more. And if you want to support us in other means, we do have a merch store shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. If you want to support us like that at those anime guys on Twitter, if you want to reach out to us, featured anime podcast at Gmail featured anime podcast on Facebook discord, the link for that. Uh, it's going to be in the show notes for you. And until next time. Oh, actually, no, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. <clears throat> did you, did you forget what we have to watch the abomination? I did. I did. I forgot a couple things. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was kind of hoping we would be missing the abomination. No, a patron exclusive episode. Pause for effect. Pause as long as you want. Death Note, the Netflix live action. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to be watching that. And then recommended by uh, Apple the Married Gamer, HMG in our, in our Discord, who also we will be appearing uh, in one of their episodes pretty soon as well. And uh, we all, I also guest starred on the Pillbox podcast, uh, Otaku Insight from Chick- Chicken Scratch Media. They have that up. Uh, I will have a link for that also in the show notes as well. If you want to listen to that, it is a uh, episode where actually Jeb, uh, Vic, and myself we talk about our top ten anime of all time. So you wanna you wanna hear that conversation, everything like that? I'll have that information in there for you. Uh, and back to HMG's choice for us is Future Diaries. Uh-huh. I'd like to point out, I listened to the, the show that you were guested on, and I, I got some things to say. Well, I agree with a lot of it. Okay. Well, they, well that's good. Uh, we'll continue this conversation in the post-show. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so if you want to check out, check out all that stuff, we'll have links for that in the show notes as well for you, so that way you can go check it out. Um, you want to support us dollar a month, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. Again, we're reviewing death note for this month. Going to be not such a wonderful time for, for Rick and I, but yeah, maybe for other people, hopefully, uh, also patron access, exclusive streams, access to our exclusive channel, all the slew of other benefits that are on there. Uh, if you want to talk to us, hang out, we have our discord link in the show notes for you. So that way you can come chat and hang out with us in there. Uh, shop.featuredanimepodcast.com for merch. If you want to buy some swanky merch, I know I'm going to need to get myself a new mug here. I think I'll probably buy myself a new mug. Now that I think about it and <laughs> <laughs> at those anime guys on Twitter and uh, Facebook is going to be featured anime podcast. And until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick. and We'll see you next time. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.